welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. My name is Ashley McRobert. This is a podcast where Ashley and I talk about our lives, our days, our weeks, our worlds. Mm-hmm. We also talk about TV. Today, we are going to talk about the reunion for season two of Love is Blind. Folks, have you watched that reunion? It was kind of a train wreck. I'm pumped to discuss it. But before we get into that, we're just going to give you a little update on what Nick and Ash have been doing. We've had a crazy week. To be honest, a lot of action in this week. Oh my God, so much, so much action. You would almost say it was action-packed. You would almost say we need to take a break from life. I know, I need to relax a little bit. Although I told Ashley I was tired before this podcast and she uh, lectured me. Well, he had like 10 hours of sleep last night. I did night. not have 10 hours of sleep. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon. I did not have 10 hours of sleep. You slept night. a lot, babe. You got at least nine hours of sleep. I did not. I just don't understand why you're tired. <laughs> What are you counting the two hours I napped from eight to ten? No, you were asleep. Nick was on the couch and out at like nine thirty, ten, and then at midnight he moved to the bed, and then he got up at like nine. That's not true. That's a lot of sleep, dog. Midnight, I did not move to the bed. I would say two a.m. I moved to the bed. Okay, okay. okay? And I got up today at eight thirty. No, you did. Yes, not. I did. But you were sleeping. <laughs> I did. Got up for a minute. Decided to go back to bed. That was a choice I made. Revisionist history. And from 8.30 to 9.30, I didn't sleep. I went over my business in my head, trying to figure out what I had to take care of today, which was a lot, mm-hmm. unlike some people <laughs> in this house. You know, Lily has started this new thing where on the weekends we sleep in. You know, usually we get up at 8 a.m. on the weekdays, 8, 8.15. On the weekends, we're getting up at like 9. And Lily, you know what she wants. She wants to be fed, okay? So she's sweet about it, though. So she's trying to wake us up in a loving way. She started sleeping next to our heads at like 8 30 she hops on the bed does a little uh, a little circle does a little you know she puts her her body in a little circle and then she sleeps there with one eye open seeing if there's any movement on our part yeah i like it as long i as love it as long as you don't move it's like hey check it out we're all in the bed yeah but uh if she you pretends move, to sleep if you move at all it's like okay we're up now and let's go feed me yeah um yeah well Lily asleep right now, which is really conked the way out to be on a Sunday. We have never recorded this podcast that I'm aware of where Lily hasn't been near us to just sit and listen. She wants to, she's always a part of this podcast. She comes into the room, she sits next to us, and she just lays there the entire time. Um, we, ha- I mean, I, I was immediately going to fight with you because I was just like, well, obviously we have because we've done this podcast on the road and on trips and Lily's usually not with us. But then I was like, why would I do that and derail all the momentum <laughs> we have on this wonderful podcast? Like when she can, she's with us. So, folks, uh, a couple of things to get out of the way before we jump into some of these topics. Uh, the Patreon. Uh, if you are patrons, you shouldn't have gotten charged for March. Let me know if you did. Um, but we are uh, done after this month. And Supposedly. So, you know, if you were thinking about signing up for the Patreon, I'd say skip it at this point unless you want to just have it for a couple of weeks. Uh, but those of you who are patrons and if you're like somebody who just joined maybe, uh, go ahead and listen to as much as you possibly can because for a while after we close the Patreon down, those episodes will just go in a vault and I assume be put up on this feed 
throughout the next however long we do this podcast. So maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. We have no real plans. No, <laughs> we're just flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Don't know if y'all figured that out yeah. yet. Is that news to you that we're not really <laughs> planning things out? I do want to say, though, and, and this is a little bit of business up front. And of course, we're going to get into this, but. Uh, I want to say a few things. If you have any sort of um, concerns, questions, comments for us in this podcast, um, go ahead and email us, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. That's the email, right? I've sort of Yeah, uh-huh, it is. But are you going to check it? Because I, It comes to my phone, and if I'm not completely inundated with my own bullshit, I, w- it w- I will mm-hmm. see it, and it'll come. But if you want to... Don't DM us on any of it. That gets a little too messy for me. It gets uh, lost in the sauce. Just email us. Everybody's got an email. And uh, we'll answer questions. I actually would like people to, like, you can ask us questions about our lives and the stuff that we've said on this podcast. I mean, the problem is, is, like, if we say something this week, guarantee it will repeat it, like, five times in the next three or four weeks. So we kind of, there's not much more to know about us is what I'm trying to say. What I was more trying to yield. Yeah, what are you getting at here? Ask us like general questions, advice, things of that. I'm basically saying book this show. Oh, okay. You're saying give us some content. Give us some topics. Honestly, I would absolutely love it if you guys wrote in with an issue that we could read on the air and give you advice on. Because here's the thing. Nick and I will probably have different advice, and I bet that both takes will be good. Yeah, I mean, we're very smart. That's why you listen to us. And we love telling people what to do. Write us <laughs> in, write in, tell us what your issue is, and we will help you solve it. Um. So, and also, like, doesn't have to be an issue. Like, when I thought of this eight seconds before we got on this podcast, um, it was more like, you know, just like, hey, this or that, you know, you're just, you just want to email us and go Pepsi or Coke and why? I have a feeling we'll be able to talk about that for at least 10 minutes. I went on a walk um, a couple of weeks ago with someone. It was like a group walk and someone who was on the walk, their brother was in town because they were like high up in Pepsi and they were here for the Super Bowl. Um, so they had to like oversee the whole Super Bowl thing happening. This is Mr. and Mrs. Pepsi. Mr. and Mrs. Pepsi. And I think that their brother was like the head of PR for Pepsi. It was like some very impressive no, title. No, no. P-E. P-E-P-R. P-S-I. <laughs> Pepsi. P-R-P-S-I. P-E-P-S-I. Prepsi. Um, and I told them that I preferred Pepsi over Coke. And like this person who was related to someone who is high up in the Pepsi a corporation could not believe it. They were like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, given the option, I'll take a Pepsi over a Coke. And it caused a lot of waves yeah, on this walk. It's, you know, it sucks when you are a company who's resigned themselves to be number two. It's just yeah. not going to, uh, it's not good for morale, really. Yeah, you everyone's know. just shocked when you would pick their product. Well, apparently a lot of people were picking their product in the Pepsi challenge, so. I mean, Pepsi there is. There are more of you than uh than than i think society wants us to believe people are drinking pepsi y'all i I remember as a kid there was always a pepsi family and i fucking looked down on them i think it's a southern thing maybe or a class thing it can't be it's not a southern thing because like most of my friends before i met you that i knew that did not live in uh new york or new jersey yeah doing comedy 
they were Southerners. Yeah. And they're all Coke folk, especially, I mean, you're so close to Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's where Coca-Cola is from, isn't it? I think so. And I think Pepsi's from Florida. Oh, it makes sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, my buddies, when I first moved to New York City, moved to Brooklyn, I had two very uh, good friends and they were both from the outskirts of Atlanta. And if you spoke Pepsi in front of them, they looked at you like you were crazy. It's important to the people of Georgia. Coca-Cola. I love Peps. I love the Pepsi. Why? I always felt like it was more, just more chemically. And then later, I, I think what my palate has decided is it just feels sweeter. There's more. It feels like there's more artificial sugar in there. I think take. I think there's just more sugar. Period. Not artificial sugar. I think there's right. more sugar. I don't know why. If if I go to a fountain, of, you know, first off, I think a lot of it has to do with novelty. Because whenever you go somewhere and you're like, I'm gonna get a Coke, and then they're like, We only have Pepsi. That only happens like what once every fifty times you're ordering a Coke. Sure. So I will then be like, Oh, great! I'll have a Pepsi then. Whereas I think some people will be like, oh, Okay, I guess I'll have a Mountain Dew, you know, or like another Pepsi product. Yeah. Um. But I, I, so I like that it's, I like the novelty of it all. And I just think it's really good out of a fountain. I don't, I can't explain it. Well, I'm not, I don't hate it, but it's I mean, to compare, it to, to compare it to Coca-Cola is insane. Nick, this um, is not, you know what? This is not on our list at all. Well, I'm looking at, this is just a little taste of what you could have if you submitted <laughs> a question. We'll do this. Now I do have one more thought to wrap it up. Can you imagine being a waitress? And, and you have been a waitress. So mm -hmm. Maybe you've had this situation. First day you roll in, you know, yeah. you're, you're like, I need a job. This is going to be good. I've been, you know, I've, I, I've been working in food service for a long time. I'm a slam dunk. You go and you interview. They like you. you. You take the waitress test or whatever. You pass. You learn the POS system. You finally get into the back kitchen. You meet everybody. You go look to where your station is, where the sodas are, and you see that the fountain is Pepsi and not Coca-Cola. And your entire career at this place, every day, you have to say multiple times a day, is Pepsi okay? Because people are like, I'll take a Coke, I'll take a Diet Coke. And then people are like, is Pepsi okay? And you're just like, and then you have to have a see if the person is a psychopath and wants to drink Pepsi. Psychopath. But I mean, that's every day. Almost every table. It is a lot. It is a Do lot. Do you think anybody in America at this point goes, um, when they want a cola, yeah. goes to a restaurant, Person goes, and can I get you a drink? Be like, yeah, I have a water with lemon, and uh, I guess I'll take a Pepsi. Nobody. People are ordering Pepsis. Out the gate? Out when, the gate. No. Yes. And assuming that people have Pepsi? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I've had to say, is Coke okay before? You're fucking crazy. I am the not. The look on Ashley's face right now. <laughs> I am not lying. <laughs> I've had to say, is Coke okay? In North Carolina. That never happened. People have ordered Pepsi for sure. You know what, I'll folks? take a Pepsi. Enough with the questions. Don't send them in. <laughs> I can't handle this type. If this is the way Ashley's going to play, bold-faced lies, just to get her opinion on top, the way. Folks, we have a lot to talk about here. Why don't we, why don't we fire in to what do you think we could do first? Don't tell everybody what we have because what we do is we say oh, we have a bunch of stuff and we talk about one of them. Yeah, we have like eight things to All right, discuss. So you pick, you pick. What's good? I mean, I think we can start with the cleanse. Well, that actually works in because guess who's not drinking Pepsi? Yeah, me, month? Ashley. I'm six days into a no sugar, no coffee, no alcohol 
cleanse. And uh, I would say that, you know, it's pretty easy with the no sugar. It's supposed to be no weed either. You got to remember we live in L.A. That also has to be a thing. No weed. Yeah. And I think that um, it's all been very easy except for the no coffee thing. I was not prepared. And let's be uh, let me put a little caveat here. I'm doing this with another person. We're, we're supporting each other in this endeavor and she's doing no caffeine full stop. And I was like, well, I can't do that. You know, like I I just, I will not put myself through that, but I will do no coffee because, you know, coffee is like packed with so much caffeine. I was drinking so much coffee and it's also like a different type of caffeine than tea. Like I think it affects you differently. So I was like, "I'll, I'll do black tea in the morning and I'll give myself two tea bags a day. That's my rule. Two tea bags a day. And so far, first three days, shocking how out of it I was, total brain fog, could not focus on a dang thing. The upside of that though was I had no anxiety. Like literally my anxiety felt like it was washed away because I was just so dang tired. When you are really, really out of it and tired, it's hard to be stressed out. Um, So that was pretty cool. I, I, I miss coffee so much in the morning and like I think one day Nick I think this was yesterday maybe or the day before you came in to get me um, in the bed after you had had your first cup of coffee and I was sleeping in and I was like oh you smell so good and I was just trying to breathe in his coffee breath because it tapped into something deep and hungry inside of me. Pretty gross over here guys what's going on. Yeah, Ashley's been doing great. I mean, it's been since Tuesday and she really hasn't broken. I mean, yeah, she is drinking a bunch of tea. I'm having my tea in the morning and then maybe like a tea later if I need it. But last night we went to this absolutely delicious dim sum restaurant, Chinese food. So good. Shockingly good. And they kept putting like um, hot kettles of tea on our table to pass around. And I had a couple of uh, of those teas and I think it was oolong. And boy, oh boy, was I clean in the bathroom at midnight. Yeah, you were really, as I was like sleeping on the couch after we watched uh, the game last night, which we'll talk about in a second. I, I couldn't, I kept falling asleep and sort of waking up and just seeing you like with like, your headphones in and just like moving around in a quick pace that you just wouldn't see on like a Saturday night. I'm already on day, you know, six. I was, or yesterday was day five. I was already so sensitive to caffeine that like a a cup of that oolong tea had me wired. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving my sleep. You know, that's what they don't talk about. They don't, you don't really hear people discuss how quitting coffee, you just have incredible sleep and really cool dreams been having some sweet dreams um the no alcohol thing is pretty easy even though we've been in a couple of social situations where i'm like gosh just having like a glass of wine would make me more comfortable and i think everyone else around me more comfortable um I, I, I've been trying to do my part as well at these functions and to drink enough that it doesn't seem strange. Yeah, Nick's like, way he's like <laughs> balancing the scales. I'm like, babe, I can't go on the cleanse with you this month because who's going to do all the bad stuff to make us look normal in front of people? Yeah. Um, no, I, I've in the couple of times this week that we've been in social situations, I have mostly forgotten that you 
are not drinking. I've, it hasn't been noticeable at all. So. I've felt it and I felt it. We went to a dinner um, and I felt like, oh, I, this would just be more fun if we were all drinking instead of like me being the one person not. Because I, I think that in the past when I've been in a group of people and one person is not drinking, I've felt kind of like bad for them. And now that the tables are turned, I'm like, oh, do people feel bad for me? I don't want them to feel bad for me. I don't feel bad. I'm enjoying myself. But like, is have I made myself um, more visible by abstaining? Uh, I think at first when people find out, but then, you know, as you know, drunk people tend to be, they just move on to the next thing. Now I'm really looking forward to, I want to get this tea down to like maybe one tea in the morning and that's it. Cause my friend Aparna, she quit coffee completely and quit caffeine for like a good six months, did not have any caffeine, would occasionally have like a decaf latte. Um, and she, her skin was absolutely so hydrated and glowing. Like she, she physically, you could tell a change in her when she gave up caffeine. So I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to get to that. Um, but yeah, the cleanse is going well. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I will not give up my liquid IV. That's the one thing. And it does have sugar in it. So I guess I'm not fully doing and it. And what is that again? It's like a powder that you put into water. It's sort of like emergency. It's like... Actually, it's pretty much the same thing as emergency, except for this is like hydration based and electrolytes, not electrolytes and potassium and all of that stuff. And I only do um, I do like there's a it, there's a stick that's supposed to go in a full drink, a stick of this powder. And I would never in a million years put that full freaking stick into my drink. Who is doing that? That's crazy cuckoo bananas to me. I put in like a fifth of a stick in a drink. So I go through like a stick every two days. And now Nick is uh, now Nick is on this train. So he's getting a little bit of extra powder in his water. And Well, I actually made one for herself. And then I said, hey, make one for me for the podcast. And I tasted it. And Ashley usually makes it for me. I don't know where she keeps the sticks. I think she's hiding them. But uh, I, she gave it to me. I realized I got I got the shit end of the stick. I didn't get enough powder. I no, you got a good amount. You just need to tap a powder no, into Ashley's the drink. skimping on the powder. You should be able to get six drinks out of one stick meant for one drink. It's too powdery. They're putting too much powder in there for one. So what is the ultimate goal for the caffeine, really? Like after this month, are, are, like, are you going to continue to try not to drink coffee? I think so. Mm. I think that I'm going to keep writing this because already I'm like way less anxious. So that's really what I was doing it for was anxiety, trying to like find a way to calm down a little bit. And I think I was just drinking myself into like hysteria every day with all the uh, cold brews we pound at the house. Yeah, a lot of cold brew flowing over here. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you, will there be a point in which where I say your name and you look at me the first time? Hmm? <laughs> Is there going to be a point in what which do you mean? where I kind of call for you and... and when you're sitting next to me and you and you register that after the first or second time why am i not am yeah, i being really, slow to respond yes, it's really <laughs> hard to get your attention and to like yeah. and to get you to like react or respond yeah i am slow <laughs> i have been super slow like right here when i said that to you yeah you're right here yeah and you know we're on a podcast and i was directly talking to you and i asked you a question and there was i mean roll it back folks
jokes, there's about a second or two huh? where Ashley doesn't even say huh. It's just a nothing. Well, I was taking a sip of my tea, <laughs> you know, that. so that was a little bit of a trick Nick played. So, uh, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, I'm sure you're, 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 you're nothing if not studied. I know mm-hmm. that you're researching what caffeine does to the brain. And yeah. What we need and blah, blah, blah. Is there a line of demarcation to where it's like after X amount of purging of the artificial, you know, caffeinated feelings in my brain, your brain starts firing those on their own, you know, kind of like how drunks and drug addicts like their serotonin dumps yeah and then like after a while your brain doesn't make its own yes i will eventually come back to reality if that's what you're asking i will snap back will your body yeah do what the caffeine does for us now which is like no oh okay no so i will never get to like the the mental state on my own that a cup of coffee can give me because that's just like, you know, that just changes your brain chemistry. Um, but I, I'm i okay with that because I think for me, the cons outweigh the pros. So I'm going to just stay. I would like to just get to a point where I'm just a tea gal and maybe I have an occasional cup of coffee, maybe. But um, this month it's just going to be tea and then I'll evaluate at the end of the month, you know, right now I'm going on hardly any information, you know, personal information. Um, But I think I'll have a a better picture at the end of the month. But I went on like a bunch of anti-caffeine boards, like Reddit boards. And it says it can take six to 12 months to get caffeine fully out of your system and to like go through all of the withdrawals. Yeah, and that's you haven't you're still drinking tea, so it's not even yeah, like I'm not even there. You've not even started that journey. But they do advise cutting down before quitting cold turkey. Tapering off? Yeah, apparently caffeine is like w- way more addictive than we have any idea. So, but I am not an expert here. I'm just literally a gal on a detox. So why what's the reasoning behind the tapering off and not cutting? Is there like actual like is it I don't. I think that because you'll like relapse or something. Oh, like you have a higher chance of going that. back. Yeah. But what I want to talk about next is our Disney trip. We did go to Disney again. While <laughs> Ashley was on a cleanse. While I was on a cleanse. Kind of worried about that because we were just going to go for an hour-ish. Well, actually, we thought we had two hours. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, Here, tell him, Nick. Here's the deal, folks. So Ashley had her really mindset on Wednesday going Tuesday or Wednesday of this week going to Universal because I I think it's because Ashley knew that she had was going to begin her cleanse although she didn't say this but it seemed this way she was going to begin her cleanse and so like this would be a good way of like staying active and not worrying about not having coffee sugar or or alcohol and having a nice distraction distraction right right that's what I was trying to say um and I don't know. My job is a situation where like sometimes I can get out, get out and go and do something around four. And sometimes it's a little earlier and sometimes it's later. So it was a play it by ear situation. But also, and we've talked about this before, when we talked about impulsively going to Universal and buying passes for them, um, year long passes, Universal closes at like five or six sometimes. And even though it's like 20 minutes away from here, 15 minutes away from here, It's like if we leave here at 4.30 and it closes at 6, it's it's hardly not enough time. You know, you can't make it work. And so 
I don't know. I wanted to do this for Ashley, but I was like, oh man, is this going to be like a bad time? And then we didn't have any tickets for Disney. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm forgetting. I can probably just book us a day for Disney on one of those days and just do Disney. And Disney stays open till 10. And if we leave, it's a little further. It's an hour out, but we might have two hours or two and a half hours. So I was like, let's do that. So I made us uh, reservations for Disney on Wednesday. We left. I checked and I noticed that uh, Disneyland wasn't closing at 10. It was closing at 9. But DCA, Disney California Adventure, that was closing at 10. So I was like, okay, well, if we get in the car after we did something, we had plans that night. So I was like, we're just going to get dinner. You had, I don't think we had plans. Can I tell them the truth? Yeah, what is, I don't remember what it was. Oh, you had to edit your video. Oh, I had to edit a vlog. You had to edit a vlog. Yeah. So, so that, we didn't... Was the, that was the deal where I was like, I have to edit my vlog. But I was like, you know what? It's fine because Disney closes at 10. I can probably get off work at 430, be done by like 6. We'll get in the car by like 615. We'll be there by 7. And then we'll have, you know, two to three hours. But we actually left the house at 7, got there at 8. 8 and realized that fucking Google Maps again did not have the right time for a business. Google does not know what time shit closed. The people who created Google Maps do not use Google Maps. I am certain of, of this because one, times are always wrong. And B, when you're traveling on a highway and it's telling you what exit to go, the exit is like teeny tiny on the map. Like you would think it would be like big Makes so you zero could sense. see it. It's Make like, it the biggest. Yeah. Who's, you have to like, you squint your eyes, lean in. So many times there will be something that's like 31B that looks like 318 because it's the size of a pinky nail. Always. So um, we get there. We go to DCA first. And we're thinking DCA closes at 10. So we had like the way reservations work when you have keys is like you in Disneyland, you, you can tell whether or not you can book an all day reservation for Disneyland and California Adventure or just Disneyland or just California Adventure. But when you're a key holder, it's a pass hopper. And all that means park is hopper, it, park hopper. All that means is you have to check into the one you made the reservation to. And then after a certain amount of time, you can just go over to the other park and go back and forth. That's makes sense when you go there all day by 1 p.m. If I have Disneyland reservation, I can just go to DCA after one. So that's how that works. But at night, it's just like check into whatever one you got the reservation for and you can go back and forth whenever. So our plan, because Disneyland was closing at nine, was all right, fine, it's eight. We'll check in at DCA really quick and just run across the street basically and go to Disneyland and uh, go on as many rides as we possibly can till nine. But we check in at DCA and then going back and, and having dinner and enjoying our night at DCA till 10. And really, that's like 10, 15 because they can kick you out of the park, but it takes a while. So as we check in in the beginning at DCA, I just quickly go, and what time does the park close? And she goes, nine. And I go, shit. Because now it it took us, it was the longest time it had ever taken us to get to Disney. I think it was like an hour and 21 minutes. So we the traffic we sat in was nuts. And then... I thought we were going to have two, at least two hours. And so we check in, we ask the, the lady and she says nine. So now it's like eight, 10 and we just spent an hour and 20 minutes to get to the park. And now we have like 50 minutes to enjoy ourselves. So we're like, fuck it. We're not going to run over to Disneyland right now. 
So we just like stayed in DCA and we were like, let's make the best of this. And actually it was super fun. And I've come up with a new theory of mine, which is that Disney and Disneyland and Disney California Adventure feels like going to the mall in the 90s. Like we're like walking around. And to be honest, I'm just happy to be there. I'm like people watching. There's a social element to it. Um, we were in DCA, which is like notoriously a drinking park for us. Like there's a lot of roller coasters. We like to have a couple of beers, go on roller coasters, do the rides. And so I was like, oh, am I going to want a beer? Like, is that going to be weird? Guess what? Not weird at all. Why? I'm in a freaking amusement park. Entertainment was everywhere. So we went on two rides. We went on Monsters, Inc. because we had just watched the movie, which is something else we're going to talk about. And then what was the other ride we went on? Oh, the Zephyr. My fave. My favorite ride. People don't like it. I love it. It's too short for me, but it is fun. It's so great. I love it so much. There's never a line. It's great views of the park. Um, It's super fun. But yeah, we just walked and around. We and didn't get food. We got food when we got home. But we yeah. got home early because yeah. we were kicked out by nine. Um, and uh, I think we just kind of, and there was a part where Ashley, I liked Ashley here. You know, she had no substances in her. She was even keeled. When I got there, I wanted her to feel good. So I only freaked out about the fact that we only, we drove all this time for 45 minutes of the park for like five minutes and then i i tried to keep it <laughs> yeah when, when we after we parked it got through security N- now you no longer walk to the park like the people um the trams are there now and so we went to the is there, are they the trams or the people mover no, i'm so confused arrive, by that and it's trams and really you're, you don't have to use the trams but once you make a decision to either walk or use the trams, you're stuck with it. Yeah. So it's like you, it's like you can't like if you run to go get a tram and the tram doesn't come, it's not going to make sense to run and to the walking path because another tram might be five minutes away and it you will yeah. be like wasting like 25 minutes of your time. Now I got to say, I'm not a fan of the trams because when the park is busy, there's like such a line for the trams, but this was like the end of the day. We were not charged for parking, which was our first sign that like we were definitely coming way late. So we were like, okay, we'll just like go to the trams. We're like walking up to the trams and one just pulls away like when we are about 10 feet away and from this train. There is no reason for the guy not to, who was like working the gate to not just go, hey, hurry up and jump on this tram because it's going to pull away. Or telling the tram like, oh, we got two people here. There's nobody else coming. Just wait for these two people for eight seconds longer than you would have been waiting if you would have left when you were supposed to leave. Piss me off to no end because then it's a fucking 15 minute wait for another tram. Yeah. Nick was furious. It wasn't 15 minutes, but it was a wait. It was at least 10. And when you're working with 55 minutes, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Nick and was that was pissed. before we knew that that park was closing at yeah. nine. I was still pissed. If I knew at that point, I may have turned around. I really may have. But how cool and calm and collected was I? You were great. You turned that experience into something. Because then we started looking when we got to DCA. We're like, okay, let's go on the big rides. Hey. See, people are trying to cram shit in. It yeah. was like 80 minutes for some stuff. I'm like, the park closes in 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not going to let us get on these lines. So we decided that we were going to do the two rides that we did do. 
And speaking of Monsters, Inc., so I guess maybe our like a, a Disney trip a couple weeks ago, we ended up going on that ride because the line, there was hardly any wait, and we just wanted to try a new ride. We've gone through our faves now a few times, so now we're kind of doing rides that we, either movies we haven't seen or, or rides that seem like less um, for adults, you know, more kiddie rides. And so we went on that and neither of us had seen the movie. At least I didn't think Nick had, but you later told me you hadn't seen it in a long, long time. I saw it when it came out. I may even saw it in theaters. Okay. So I had never seen it and, uh, we went on and I'm, I'm interested in it because it's got like a really strong fan base in the park like when people were wearing their disney gear you see a lot of like monster university hats monster ink shirts like people seem to rep that movie harder than other movies i haven't seen like um you know what's the movie with like the whole in hawaii um Lilo and stitch yeah like i never see people repping that really like but that's a huge disney world thing remember we went to disney world it was everything was stitch why was that i have no idea but it's not like that in Disneyland. It's not like that in Disneyland. It, maybe it has changed in Disney World. Maybe yeah. they just kind of turned over stuff. Like Disneyland has way less Stitch stuff. I remember when we went to Disney World in 2019 and really just being baffled by how like that was the majority of the gear that was yeah. in stores and it stuff. Yeah, it was everywhere. Like, Is this that big of a movie? I don't know. It was weird. But I will say that like the Monsters, Inc. and Monster University, I feel like there's like people are repping that gear all the time. So clearly it's had an impact on the audience. And so I was like, let's go on that ride. We went on the ride and it was really fun and I liked it. And it kind of told the story of the movie. I didn't. So I, I had seen this movie a long time ago. I, I could r- sort of remember the concept of the movie. And then when I got on the ride, it r- revealed to me that, oh, this is just the, like the cliff notes version of a movie. Like yeah. it's, really a just tells the exact story but just poorly you wouldn't really like if you hadn't seen the movie i didn't know it was telling the story you wouldn't know what was really going on but it was jogging my memory of like oh that's right that's the through line of but i i enjoyed the story of the ride because like you get in this taxi and it's like a a breaking news report comes on your taxi television and tells you that a kid is lost and a kid has is escaped and running rampant in this town and you see all of the the kids and then you see the guys trying the two monsters trying to get the kid back to uh her door and um i was like oh this is like cute and i kind of get it and like i like it and then we were coming home that night was it that night no another night we were like nights later we're like let's watch that movie and we watched it and i absolutely loved it yeah it's a good movie it's a it's a very strong pixar movie it's got enough comedy in there that's fun it's got a lot of heart and it looks funny because it's monsters. Yeah, it's a lot of cool visual gags. Yes. Something that we're losing from all these Pixar movies that are based around humans is like the visual gag stuff is like not as funny. Like you don't get like a goofy, like all the shit that was going on in the background of Monsters, Inc. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's like stupid monsters and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was very pleased with rewatching it. Super quick. It was like, 
under 90 minutes. It was just like boom, boom. And then we ended up making this crazy trip the next cup next week to uh, Disney with an hour. We went back on and we got to watch go on that ride again. And it was like, ah, I get all these things now. Now I understand all of the references. Loved that. Um, now and that ride has like a, a scent element to it. It does, yes. Um, apparently you're supposed to smell sushi, or not ginger. sushi, ginger in the sushi restaurant. But I smelled when the um, abominable snowman opens the door i smelled lemon because he has lemon snow cones yes yes i smelled it a little bit too yeah, yeah. which i thought was really cool um yeah you know and it kind of actually and for those of you that care or have been to disneyland or care about sort of storybook rides i it, it didn't occur to me the first time i went on that ride that that is just an updated version of like the pinocchio or the you know peter pan and Alice in Wonderland style storybook rides where it's just you're in a car and you just go through the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't do that with other properties ever. I mean, this was a ride, this Monsters, Inc. ride. Um, yeah, I believe it's uh, called Mike and Sully to the Rescue is yeah. actually the name of the ride. Um, it, they, I guess their hand was forced into making that ride into something because there was such an awful, you know, California adventure like drive through Hollywood ride that was there that I never got to go on that I really wish. Oh, is that was. the drive through Hollywood? Yes, yes. Oh. That's sort of like there's a defunct land video based around I didn't realize how bad that. this ride is where you like see celebrities and stuff. And um, I really, you know, we should actually pop that ride on yeah. to kind of see it go through maybe after this podcast it's basically over. like you're being chased by the paparazzi yeah, something and, like that. and uh, it's just infamously like a bad ride well i think it was like a cursed ride because i think princess diana you know passed like three months after that ride was announced oh, is that what it was <laughs> yeah and she it was you know Jeez. tragically died and being chased by the paparazzi right 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 and people didn't want that anymore so they made that you know a couple years ago they made it the monsters inc ride when i think they refurbished Disney's California Adventure. Oh, I didn't know that. And so, you know, um, so they stuck Monsters, Inc. there. You know, it doesn't really add up to California. And there's not really... that Now it does. There's a Cars Land and there's more Pixar stuff, Pixar Pier. So it makes sense that Monsters, Inc. is there a little bit. But uh, it's just a great... It's a great little ride. And, and uh, I, I wish they would make every disney movie that i like i want there to be a ride where you just get in a car and they take you through the movie and you get yeah to feel it's like fun it's I, fun i want every one i want a lion king i want an aladdin there's a now let's say there. they made a ride like that for the love is blind season two reunion what would the first stop be I mean, the first step would be the pods. You know, <laughs> you're in a pod. You are in a pod, and yeah. then you come out of the pod, and you're in Mexico, um, right. and then you're in the weird apartments. Right, right, right. Um, we watched the Love Is Blind season two reunion. In fact, Nick had me sign up for Netflix because our Netflix expired um, right before the reunion came yeah, out. Yeah, I was using my grandma's uh, password for Netflix, and I don't know, something went, went awry over there, so I had to go out and make my fiancé sign up for it. So if anybody wants to give me their Netflix login information, I would truly appreciate yeah, that. you could hit us with that in your uh, with your email as well. Send us your Netflix login. So I got the Netflix for the month so we could just watch this reunion. That's how invested we are. And honestly, it was worth it. Yeah, it's 
it was pretty wild. It was a pretty volatile reunion. I like how everyone's basically decided that Shake is a bad guy and they're yeah. all like ganging up on him constantly. I think they all kind of think he's funny though too. You think so? Yeah, I think he's a joke and I think they laugh at him, but I think they also think like he's kind of crazy and funny. They're like rolling their eyes at him? Yeah, a little bit because um, I noticed that like, I don't know, the way that they roll their eyes at him doesn't seem like they hate him. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, they want to yell at him. He's like the annoying guy. But like still, he's part of the crew. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was really shocked by how did. OK, let me ask you, Nick. What did you think of Nick Lachey and Vanessa's hosting abilities? Well, I think they let people off the hook a little bit. But then also Vanessa cursed out Shake. So it was like kind of like some great moments, some terrible moments. Wow. Lachey was pretty good. Nick Lachey. Nick, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, like I, I actually liked that he got serious and I do like that he admitted that, uh, he and his wife, you know, they argue all the time about things, mm. you know, it's, I kind of enjoyed that aspect of, he took taking it seriously. I thought Vanessa was a little bit of a, you know, a little, she was kind of chewing the scenery a bit. She was a, a little too involved yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, I mean, I guess like journalistic sort of uh integrity or like uh you know neutralness didn't what well, didn't seem to be in play <laughs> she got like pretty emotional about the shake and deep tea thing and then later very close to that shake kind of mentions that he's only attracted to her on the stage yeah. and she seemed to love that yes she did <laughs> she all of a sudden got a smile on her face yeah but then nick nick lachey started yelling at shake at yeah that, <laughs> that moment now ashley did fall asleep at the very end of this so there are going to be some spottiness on her i fell asleep and unfortunately at the like the last 10 minutes which i think was mainly natalie and shane i think yeah. they saved them for the end because they're kind of like the i think they're the big stars that came out of this season i think or, they're the big like question and like what's going on there's mo there's the most intrigue when it comes to them and honestly this reunion didn't really clear any of that up for me so I, a little bit of it but i have major questions still with those two yeah, I was happy to kind of uh, bounce, you know, mentally for, for that part of the reunion because they kind of make me sad, Natalie and Shane. There's kind of like, I, I don't think that there's a villain there. I know that the internet really does not like Shane and they think he's a bad guy um, who really hurt Natalie. And I, I can totally see that. I think him, you know, talking to her before their wedding, saying that he hates her and she's the worst thing that happened to him is like emotionally abusive and I'm happy that they did not get married but at the same time they had so much clear like love for each other and they really were for me the motivating factor watching this season like they were the couple I was invested in so the fact that it has fallen out and has been so ugly I'm not I didn't really want to watch that and I heard though that they said in the reunion that they they did try and make it work um, I wish that maybe Nick and Vanessa had like talked about that more or asked more questions. Well, I think the thing with the two of them was that that thing that happened that night before. I mean, they both go on the bachelor and bachelorette party. The next day they're getting married. He got hammered on that bachelor party, came home and something happened. Yeah. And I don't know. And he was trying to say, 
in the reunion, like you haven't really apologized for what you did to make me say those things. And she didn't necessarily like counteract that in a way that I felt like she didn't have something happening in this uh, that she feels a bit guilty about it as well. But it, it quickly went from the actual starting of the fight and the starting of the fire to the like reaction to the fight. Mm. And that's all they basically talked about, which was also kind of cryptic. So what they said was, yes, what happened on the show in the finale, there was the bachelor at party and the bachelor party. Shane, I guess, got drunk and she was drunk too because they were like drunk. He says these things. I hate you. I wish I never met you the night before they're supposed to get married, which causes her and that fight specifically causes her. And this is the other thing that she mentions. It's was this fight. It was not anything else. Yeah. To say I don't instead of I do. He understands why she did that, but is heartbroken. She can't believe she's doing that. She's heartbroken. The show's over. When the show ends and the cameras go away, they date again to try and do it without all the pressure. She could not let go of this fight. They couldn't make it work. And now, months and months later, she is really sad and regretful that she could not let that go when they tried to give it a real go. Mm. So they didn't explore the initial fight, still have no details. They won't tell us what it is. Nick and Vanessa don't ask. Everybody on the show is baffled because they keep saying like, we really are upset that you guys couldn't make it work. The two of them are up there sad because they really wish they could make it work. But there's no there there for me. There, I don't have enough details. There's not enough steak for me to cut into. There's just a bunch of garnish mm. and spices, like the fire of the fight, the results of the argument, the love that is uh, unrequited or, or not, you know, whatever. That passion is there, but I just not enough of what the fuck happened for me to feel at ease. Yeah. And I think that's my major problem with the reunion and honestly season two is this gaffe. It was 100% the main story. We're all wondering what happened and they just could not get out the specifics. And that is mostly due to Shane. Shane doesn't seem to want to talk about stuff. And when he does, he was so jittery and so all over the place on this reunion. So clearly nervous and uncomfortable. I mean, shaking, kicking, moving, thrashing. When he speaks, he kind of talks double, you know, like he just doesn't make any sense when he's talking. And when he's like kind of worked up and uh, it just sucked. There was there is no real answers. Yeah. And that's what I was waiting for. They waited to the end of the reunion and I still didn't get anything like you can go on Reddit or Twitter and, and people are, you know, still I, I, I click on every link of people being like questions about Natalie and Shane with the reunion or questions about blah, blah, blah. And. It seems like even like the fan base is sort of glossing. Oh, I feel alone here a little bit that I don't feel like the fact that 
Shane said, I hate you. You're the worst thing that ever happened to me when they were both drunk after their weird reality show bachelorette and bachelor parties and they're getting married in like a two weeks crazy weird filming. Yeah. That he saying that while he's drunk would be enough for them to never be able to get it together ever again. And there was no other issues on either side. Yeah. And Natalie herself is the one that supplied this information unprompted Mm -hmm. did he push her to the ground did he did he use a slur did he i think a slur or a push is like i never talk to him again i don't think she'd try and work that out i maybe i'm just too jaded as a man who grew up in the northeast screaming and yelling for my food in the streets. <laughs> yeah, you are like a very screamy yelly. So the idea, like if you were to, if that was our situation and I was Natalie and you were Shane and you said, I hate you. I never want to, I never want to, you're the worst thing that ever happened to me. You and I would be cuddling that night. Well. We would. Would we get married the next day though? Yes. No, we'd go to couples counseling or something. We'd go to, we'd get, we'd, no, Ashley. If you wouldn't. said you hated me and no. that was the worst thing that ever happened to you, I would not marry you the next day. I did not say that. You. What? <laughs> I did not say you. You yeah. said that to me. Yeah. If I said that to you, I mean, okay, that's what you would do. But if you said that to me, I would not marry you the next day. Why? Because that's so hurtful. You hate me. I'm the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, but I you. was drunk. I couldn't hit any baseballs at the <laughs> thing. And I was like sad. And I'm like an yeah, idiot. Well, you, have you know like, that. You have anger issues you got to work out before we start a family. Before yes, we get married that's the and start show. a family. Well, let's just don't embarrass me on live television and do this. Let's just get married and then we'll figure it out. But we can agree that you and I are meant to be. We're our one and only someones. Not if you hate me and I'm the worst thing that ever I'm happened drunk, to you. I couldn't hit any baseballs at Wrigley Field. <laughs> I just don't think it's enough. I just don't think that's enough. It's not enough for me. They seem like they love each other. They seem like it's right. Unless he does not want to get married, which could possibly be what's going on here. Mm. I think that is the answer now that I'm talking it out. I think he is using this fight as a way to get out of this situation. She said no. But he wanted that to happen. He said yes. He wanted, he knew she was going to say no. You, he did not know. You're making a lot of assumptions here. I think he did he, not know. I think he assumed, and I think he still knows that like it still feels like she was the one that rejected him ultimately, and that he can get out of this whole situation just by taking it you on the You think chance. men are always trying to get out of a situation. They do. No. And the good ones can. No, it's not. I don't think that's what's going on. I think he probably said, I hate you and you're the worst thing that ever happened to me in a way that was full of like venom and spite that they were not able to rebound from because it was painful. It was such a painful moment. I don't buy it. Okay, let's move on with Sal and Mal. I feel like Mal was basically not Mallory was basically non-existent in this reunion. Well, like Mallory just comes off bad on the show. And she hurts this nice guy, Sal's feelings. And she also wasn't like super likable or fun. So she didn't have any like, there wasn't like a messiness or like anything you can attach to in a star way for this show. She was sort of just cast aside and it was just about how she had this weird love triangle for like a second. And it's it ruined the whole experience for her. Yeah. And it was her fault that it happened. It wasn't her fault. I mean, it was her fault. 
if you're talking between Sal or Mallory, it was her fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, if she didn't fall down that rabbit hole, and yes, it was just the way it was, and I don't blame her at all for having that conversation. I also don't feel like that conversation was that bad. It in wasn't, my opinion, in my opinion. I mean, it shouldn't have Jarrett happened. It was like a conversation a that should not have happened. Jarrett looked like a dick, but she didn't. You know, they played it again. It's like, I don't know how mad you can be at her about it. But Sal seemed to be able to hold that grudge. Sal came off the worst to me on this show. I still like Sal. No one likes Sal but me. Sal. Hate Sal. Still like him. Sal. And he's such a crybaby wiener on this reunion. Uh, trying like, You know, you really hurt me. You really hurt me. That hurt. That hurt so bad. But I don't care anymore. It's over. It's in the past. Had to like just fucking drill that fucking screw into her head a little more to, to make himself feel, you know, uh, superior. And then he, oh, lets it go. He's the good guy. No, but I'm going to let it go. It's fine. And then won't actually divulge any real information about anything. And then Nick and Vanessa don't ask. I don't want to go into it. That was our private thing. Okay, let's move on then, you boring piece of shit. Sal did have a cold sore for the entire reunion, which I'm always interested in when men have a cold sore on television and do not try and hide it with makeup. Well, because you can't really hide it with makeup, but what guys just grow a little beard. He could put concealer on it. He could dab some concealer. And he grew a little beard. And he was a stressful week for Sal. He had to face Mallory again, you know? Uh, so yeah, and then he calls out Jarrett and like him and Jarrett, Jarrett has to apologize on television for the fourth time. Yeah, that was, oh, Jesus. Jarrett and Ayana though, they were so super fun to watch and I felt like they had a really strong, um, bond on the show and I feel like we did not get to see them like on the reunion. They seemed like such a strong couple and I, I feel like maybe we, we were cheated out of some of their emotional intimacy in the regular season. Like we just kind of saw them have problems, but we never saw them have like, like romantic dates or make connections or anything like that. And it like, like we did with other couples. Yeah, they were boring ultimately, and it was a real situation where, you know, Jarrett picking her second, and she had to work through it. And also, you know, you got Ayana that was in another interested party in this Mallory-Jarrett conversation at the barbecue. So she, I think that was probably the most uh, impactful moment for them and her was basically her talking about her feelings when she actually watched that on TV. She felt betrayed. You know, by the two of them, basically. And, yeah, but, but ultimately, more. ultimately, she's not mad at Mallory and she was mad at Jared. And that's the right answer. And Jared, once again, just taking it on the chin for that dumb, drunken thing he mentioned. Yeah. Um, Impressed with both of them. Yeah. I mean, Jared came off great and so did she. And they both looked very good. And they were matching along with our other couple that stuck it out, which was Nick and Danielle. Yeah. Uh, did not get any time on this reunion. No, but they also seemed kind of like strong and normal and talked about going to couples counseling, which is good. I think and the two of them were very locked and loaded with how to kind of counteract the behavior that was depicted on the their edit for the show. Yeah. And that they were probably at the end of this and seeing how this reunion panned out, like just kind of like, whew, 
feel like they dodged a bullet because they could have looked really bad, but instead they were, they went to them and they were like, we're in couples counseling. Here's one quick thing that we've learned. I'm a little weirded out by the, what we look like on TV. That's what we work on in couples counseling. We're still together. We are matching in green or whatever. Her yeah. And blue. blue. And uh, we look really good together. Uh, and that was it. And they both look more healthy too. Like the two of them. Yeah. Like they she, looked she good. She looked a little better, you know, she looked and, less shiny. Yeah. Like he looked less sweaty. Yes. 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 They, they yeah, they, both looked great um i think who someone else who really looked good not physically but in terms of uh the way they were they presented themselves on the reunion was shayna do you think shayna got a pr coach to help her with this reunion because she looked so bad on the show i mean she's probably got enough people talking about her on the internet she could afford that so yeah why wouldn't you i mean yeah she didn't come up they didn't attack her they did not and she when kyle was kind of going after when there was the whole thing with kyle and and you know shake being like come on guys let's be honest you just you wanted to stay on the show longer right which is exactly what america thought she handled that well when shake did say that basically if you haven't seen the reunion you're living vicariously through our conversations what happened was there was a moment where Kyle and Shayna, who uh, Kyle apologizes to, Sh- uh, apologizes, uh, uh, what do you call it? Proposes to Shayna. Yeah. Shayna begrudgingly says yes because yeah. she just, I don't know, she sh- she wanted Shayna to uh, do it and she he didn't and that whole love triangle. And then, as you know, they break up immediately, Kyle and Shayna, where Shayna just leaves the resort in the middle of the night. And Kyle's like fucking hurt by this and like immediately like out the gate has a wound that he wants to get settled. Yeah. And so he goes for it and starts telling Shayna everything. How bad? Why'd you do that? You should have said no. Like you wasted my time. Like all the stuff that you want to say to somebody. Honestly, Shayna did not duck and dodge. She took it on the chin. She apologized and admitted immediately. Like I should have just said no. I didn't. It was like I was trying to be a people pleaser in like literally the worst possible way. Um, and I don't know what was said and why I started talking about this was then shake jumps up and basic, by the way, shake inserting himself into everything, everything. Everyone seems so annoyed yeah. with him. He pops up and he people says, were rolling their eyes. I'm going to say what everybody at home is thinking. You're not going to like this. This is going to sound bad. Brace yourselves. Shayna, you just said yes to him so you could stay on this TV show. Ooh, and everybody, doggy. Everybody on the couch was like, what? What? Are you crazy? Like Nick and Vanessa yeah. are like, what are you talking about? Like, this is insane. Why would anybody? And meanwhile, like, he's absolutely right. Like, yeah. I immediately thought that when, when this was happening. So um, I actually enjoyed Shake on this on this thing and i thought this he looked like an idiot a few times yeah but another couple of times where i was like well i'm glad he is saying that because he is right you Mm -hmm. know and uh you know shake got a bad edit on the show but apparently he got a good edit on the show this is what ashley was telling me yeah uh the cast members all from what i can tell seem to think that shake got a great edit compared to what he was actually like in real life he's actually more insufferable but really like you were we're pulling for him and them for those first couple of episodes as soon as he meets Deep D. Yeah. And uh, Deep D clearly just completely mortified by the idea that she was with this guy. Like, yeah. I feel bad for her. Kyle 
Kyle has said the, the his biggest regret on the show was not proposing to Deep D, which yeah. is like crazy. You didn't even see them really dating. And then Nick and Vanessa, the host, did not react to that or no. ask a follow-up question. Or Yeah, Deep D is like just smiling, and then you have to find out on the internet that they're like going to soccer matches together now. And so. that apparently they had like a relationship in the pod that it was just not featured on the right. show. And honestly, they seem like they'd be a very nice couple. So Yeah, I agree. Kyle I also, seems to be a very good guy. I also think Sal and Deep T would be a good couple. Enough with Sal. I Sal like needs Sal. To lock himself away. That Sal needs, and Vanessa could be a good couple. I like Sal. That's an idiot. Um and yeah, Deep T got to kind of dress down Shake for a moment. That was fine. Uh yeah, uh when we got to the deep tea shake story and we already mentioned this, but Vanessa just basically curses out shake like yeah. in a crazy way, which is cathartic and one of the highlights of the show. And I really did enjoy it. But then, um, and shake was like shaken by it. Not no pun intended, but he was shook yeah, uh, for a second. And, um, you know, was trying to, ex and then he made this comment where it's like, you know, it's not really, I didn't, I didn't want to be on love is blind. It was more like love is blurry is what he said. Uh, basically, because he was, we saw a little um, package of clips where he was trying to. Like a montage of him being like, so are you fat? Yeah, trying <laughs> like, to figure out if the women were out uh, of shape or yeah. not. And uh, they were all really mad. And he was like, what was I supposed to do? Like, not know what this woman looked like before I asked her to marry me? And everybody's like, yes, that's, that's literally show. what the show is. And he's like, all right, well, maybe it's not love is blind. Maybe it's love is blurry. And Vanessa's like, then go make love is blurry. Why are you on love is blind? And, you know, kind of dressed him down in that way. And he really didn't have any answers for it because his whole defense was like, why would I have taken this seriously? He literally said, I didn't take this seriously. And yeah. Like we know he's like, why would I? It's crazy. You're supposed to just get married to somebody that you don't know. And he's like, everybody's like, yes, <laughs> it's the weird show we agreed to do. Um, and so, you know, it, it was kind of fascinating. I always like little uh, peeks behind the curtain, but, and shake was kind of assisting with that. So to me, he got some points for it. And then I saw a take on the internet that I really liked, which was somebody saying like, Hey, hate to be devil's advocate here, but my opinion is shake did the show right. And then the idea of being like, we're thinking of shake as being like, Oh, he's got to figure out how to not be shallow and he's got to figure out how to get past looks to learn. And what Shake was on this show was to take advantage of the fact that women were supposed to not be shallow and not care about his looks. And this was Shake's chance to score out of his league, mm. you know, and to get that hot blonde that maybe wasn't looking his way in public, but using his personality and then kind of you know, cornering them into marrying him. <laughs> I think he, I think deep tea's out of his league. I do too. I do too. I, you know, I think they would have been a great couple. They would have if, if they he, had worked out. If he was a little bit more mature and, and was in the right space. I really did like them in the pods. Yeah. I, I think both of them have like very, very strong personalities and like they're both talkers. You know what I mean? And I, and I like that there wasn't a lot of the times when you get matched up, in these pods, like it's, it seems to be like a guy who like, I make decisions and I'm in control and a woman like, I just need somebody to take control and who makes decisions and he makes me feel this and that. I like the fact that the two of them were kind of like, yeah, we're both kind of like, 
you know, can, loose cannons a bit. Like we've never dated anybody, uh, you know, any Indian people and our parents really wish we did. So we kind of go against the grain and, you know, I never expected to like an idiot like you and that's kind of there. And then they were falling for each other. And to me, I enjoyed that. I thought that was going to mm. be a really fun story. It ended up blowing up in all of our faces and now shakes the number one hated guy in America. Um, so that being said, uh, do we miss anybody on the reunion? Probably. Um, mm, was there a- I think we covered them all. So we had Mal and Sal. Uh-huh. We had Ayana and Jarrett. Yeah. We had Shake and Deep D. Mm-hmm. We had Shayna and Kyle. And we had Shane and Natalie. Yeah. That seems to be. And it. Nick and Danielle. And and Nick and Danielle. <laughs> and Nick and Vanessa. Right. Of course. Um, Something that's kind of interesting is they're spinning off Love is Blind and doing a quote-unquote new experiment Ooh. where they're basically just taking the... Uh, temptation island rules and bringing them to this love is blind universe where you show up with a partner but then date other people and then you might or may or may not hate that the right person i love it hate that i'm so in on this and our friends uh natalie and dan danny different natalie than the one on the show um told us yesterday when we saw them that apparently we missed like the two-year anniversary of Of love is blind season one we have to watch which we absolutely will watch while i have netflix for a month until someone gives me their login info and and before we leave today because we are leaving right now we just want to say big ups to the unc tar heels for beating the pants off of duke in coach k's last ever game possibly regular season game Possibly the most impressive season, regular season win of all time for the UNC Tar Heels. Congratulations, Hubert Davis. Congratulations, the Tar Heel seniors. Um, what an incredible game to watch. And Davis, Baycott, you guys killed it last night. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, and Manic, uh, big fan. Love. Of, big fan of Manic, Brady Manic. We had a great time. Thank you so much. And um, I hope you guys really partied hard last Party night. Hard. Can't wait to see you in the ACC and get, then the NCAA. Get ready for that dang tournament. All right, folks, that has been our commentary on the week. Uh, remember, email us some questions. We'll answer your questions on here. It doesn't have to be about us or you. Just ask us some stuff. Uh, so we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.